KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. For most people, work has returned to relatively normal since the beginning of the pandemic. More people are back in the office. There aren't as many big layoffs or hiring freezes. We heard a lot about shifting mindsets towards work over the past few years. But have any of those shifts actually stuck? I think a lot of the conversations that people have been having and a lot of the breathlessness that came about about how much work is changing forever because people are going to be remote, that's just no longer reflected in our research. Morning Consult puts out an annual report on the state of workers. We asked Amy He, their industry analyst team lead, to tell us what she learned from the results for 2023. We are seeing fairly high levels of job satisfaction. At the same time, we're also seeing very high shares of adults who say they are always often or sometimes feeling too tired after work to really enjoy things in their personal lives. Today on KYW News Radio In-Depth, Amy explains what's changed and what hasn't when it comes to work in the last year and what workers are looking for in their jobs now. To start to kind of give our listeners some context, tell me about overall what you guys were looking for in the state of workers report. And this is something you guys have done before, correct? Yes. So our state of workers report this year really looks to provide a temperature check on where Americans are working and how they feel about their jobs and their personal priorities around work. We did this research last year when we wanted to find out how much things have changed from the onset of the pandemic to the beginning of 2022. And our report this year really looks at the changes that have happened over the last 12 months. And tell me about your methodology, who you talk to, how many people, how long, stuff like that. We surveyed over 6,500 Americans, roughly 3,500 of whom are employed, which is roughly the same methodology from last year's report as well. So one of the things that's interesting, because I had a discussion with one of your colleagues last year about this report in 2022, I really like the way you guys kind of break workers into five different buckets as far as what they are kind of looking for out of work. Can you kind of talk about... uh, these distinct groups? Yeah. So with our research last year and a little bit of it this year, we wanted to segment American workers into five distinct groups based not only on their demographic details, but their shared work priorities and personal values. And one of the groups is named minimalists who don't really expect much from their employers, but they're also pretty satisfied with their work. The second group is the group of transactionalists who really view work as a quid pro quo. They're not necessarily antagonistic about work, but they've got the lowest job satisfaction of the five groups. Next, we've got the aspirationalists who really love their jobs and see them as a means of making a real impact on the world. Next, we've got the traditionalists who make up the biggest group of the workforce and they find some measure of meaning out of their jobs. But at the end of the day, they think of their job as just a job. And finally, we've got the lifestylists who work so that they can support their priorities and hobbies. So the first question I have is, did these groups kind of hold steady or were there shifts in how people identified themselves? 
So I would say in this year, the makeup of the five groups hasn't shifted too much, but there were two notable changes. One is that transactionalists now make up a bigger share of the U.S. workforce, and that's likely because they also have the largest uh, cohort of young workers, and more of that workforce is now made of Gen Z adults. And then in addition, because remote work options have decreased slightly in importance year over year, We're also seeing a small decrease in the lifestyleist group whose members really most strongly are defined by their desire for flexibility in their work location. So you mentioned remote work. I mean, that was kind of a watershed thing about the idea of work from the pandemic was how many jobs I think we learned can be done remotely and how many people wanted to do it remotely. What did you find on that? Is remote work still as attractive? Is it falling off? Where were where were people? Right. And that's one of our, the biggest highlights in our research this year In is that there's been a decrease in remote work year over year. I think a lot of the conversations that people have been having and a lot of the breathlessness that came about about how much work is changing forever because people are going to be remote, that's just no longer reflected in our research. Last year, 27% of people said they do most of their work remotely. And this year, that number is down to 23%. Can you tell from the research, is that from the workers' idea they wanted to be in the office more, or was this more that companies and and offices were kind of pushing to have people come in? I think it's a combination of several factors, but our research does show that some of the shine that we previously attached to remote work has dimmed a little. A lot of the things that people found easier when working remotely last year, such as focusing on caregiving responsibilities or being able to communicate with your boss or getting performance reviews, those have dipped down in ease with remote work. And I think that that can be attributed to both employer side decisions about requirements and also maybe people seeing that things that they previously thought were more easy to do are no longer the case. Was there anything in the research that showed how people feel with regards to the remote work, how much the commute figures into it? Because I know just anecdotally talking to a lot of people, the idea of being in the office is fine. It's they don't want to waste two hours of their day going to and coming home from work. So we did ask people what were some of the reasons why they don't prefer working remotely. And actually, the top cited reasons have a lot to do with work-related tasks. So not being able to communicate with their boss or having difficulties getting performance reviews or not having as much ease with moving up at work. We need to take a break. We will have more with Morning Consult's Amy He right after this. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth. And we are back on KYW News Radio In-Depth, continuing our conversation with Morning Consult's Amy He. One of the things in kind of reading some of the cliff notes about the report was uh, that a lot of people feel worn out kind of by work to the point where they're not enjoying their their downtime and their 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 off time now. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the interesting pieces of research from this report, because when we asked about satisfaction with various aspects of people's jobs, we are seeing fairly high levels of job satisfaction and satisfaction with coworkers and people's managers and things like that. At the same time, we're also seeing very high shares of adults who say they are always often or sometimes feeling too tired after work to really enjoy things in their personal lives. And that number hasn't really changed year over year. 
It's interesting because I think during the height of the pandemic, there was a lot of talk, not just about the remote work, but that American society was kind of looking at the checklist again, kind of reevaluating how much they, they wanted to work, how important their work was and such like that. It seems to me from reading some of this and talking to you that despite that, we are slowly kind of overall seeing a revert to what life was like pre-pandemic, not just with more work in the office, but, you know, people continuing to work more hours, continuing to to, to work themselves to the point of burnout. Do, do you kind of see that kind of across the board? I think so, because... One of the things that we wanted to highlight was that it seems like the worker dynamic has really shifted back a little to employers. And there could be many reasons for why that is. But we do feel that after a year of economic uncertainty and not necessarily an end in sight to that, combined with lots of media coverage on layoffs, workers are just feeling more cautious and potentially deferring some of their personal needs for now. Anything surprise you in this data, either from year to year or overall trends? Anything really jump out at you when you kind of looked at the macro picture? Yeah, so our research doesn't directly address the layoffs that are happening in the headlines, but we do ask people whether or not they're interested in leaving their jobs. And when we asked about this last year, 43% of employed adults said they're considering leaving their jobs, whereas that number is down to 34%, which we feel is a pretty big decrease. But at the same time, when we ask why those who are interested in leaving their jobs want to do so, some of the re- the underlying reasons why they would want to do that are the same. So it's feelings of burnout, uh, feelings of being underpaid. So it is interesting that while people are a little bit less risk averse, the feelings that are driving that are still the same year over year. When you dig into people wanting to lose their job, is there any group that, you know, that they want to do it at an outsized rate, any, you know, any age group or, or, or any, anybody that, that it really falls into? Well, we do see more movement within the Gen Z cohort. So we see higher percentages of Gen Z adults who started a new job, who either quit or resigned, or who are switching industries or professions, which is not necessarily a surprise. Gen Z workers make up the youngest part of our workforce right now. So there is a lot of moving around as they try to figure out what exactly it is that they want to do and find something that aligns with their overall goals. It's interesting, kind of a, an offshoot of a lot of the conversations about work the last couple of years has been this idea of quiet quitting, which personally I always thought was kind of silly because it seems to me quiet quitting is basically just doing what the job is asked and not going above and beyond and probably not getting paid for it. But that's a different conversation. But I saw there was a page kind of talking about the idea of of quiet quitting and more people just doing the basics. So what did you guys find with that? Well, once again, I think the focus there on quiet quitting is really how Gen Z is approaching this. As we know from, you know, just being on social media, Gen Z are really leading the charge in talking openly about quiet quitting, like you mentioned earlier. And we do find that Gen Z adults are more likely to be engaging in activities that we call quiet quitting or non-work work during their work days. So, for example, they are more likely than the average U.S. worker to be using their phone or work devices during work. Um, they're also more likely to be exaggerating how long it takes to complete tasks or they're leaving work or logging off earlier. Why 
are people looking for other jobs? Is it money? Is it flexibility? What are the the, the main drivers of that group you talked about that uh, was considering leaving their job, maybe looking for something else? Some of the top reasons that they cited for why they were interested in leaving their jobs this year were feelings of being underpaid, wanting better work-life balance, and feeling burned out. And in other parts of our research, like I mentioned earlier, when we talked about why people are deprioritizing some of the things that they found important previously, one of the things that did go up in importance is being able to be in a job that is high paying. And so we do see this underlying theme of pay being really important. And that's no surprise, just given how much economics have impacted all American workers over the last year and how it continues to be something that's very top of mind. That's also so showing up in our research as well. Do you expect these trends to kind of continue at this pace? Or do you think as we get further away from the pandemic, we will see the rate of more people working at the office going up and and things like that? Or do you think these trends are poised to be steady over the next few years? Well, let's talk about the in-person aspect. I think one of the interesting things that we also found in our research is that there were roughly half of American workers who said that they were not allowed to or could not work remotely at all. And one of the pieces that we found is that the percentages of those who are working remote and those who prefer to work remote are starting to really align, whereas the percentages of those who work in person but prefer to work in person do not match. And I think a lot of that is due to workplace policy. But it does seem that a lot of headlines are showing us that companies are being a little bit more strict about in-person work. And so we might continue to see these remote work percentages go down year over year. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.